0: The last known remnants of Earth's people are adrift in space aboard the Ark of Humanity. Its sole purpose, to instruct each generation in the history of human civilization. Confined and categorized, none could leave. But one made a daring escape. Cut loose from all she knew, with a holographic student as her only companion, she crash-landed on a nearby planet. This planet holds the sleeping archive of a culture even more ancient and unique than Earth. And the planet itself may change them more than they expect. This is Seminar.
1: Seminar Number
2: 85 Alice, I received your message. You wanted to see me?
3: Yes. Come take a seat over here. I'll be done in a second.
2: Done in a second? Well, that colloquialism, it's very strange, isn't it? You've already taken approximately 12.3 seconds, and yet you do not show any indication of stopping.
3: (laughs) Uh, And Alex calls me pedantic.
2: Oh, I I didn't mean it like that. I was just hoping. Well, if you wanted to speak to me and now I'm here, then you wouldn't delay.
3: (laughs) I'm teasing, Thomas. It's fine. (laughs) You're right anyway. I was putting off the conversation. We need to talk about Alex.
2: Hmm. I don't follow.
3: You are still really bad at lying. But it's okay. I already know Alex has been dealing with a lot of... Anger and... Feelings that I don't think he knows how to handle. So I just want to let you know that Zerosh is giving him a full physical right now so we can figure out how to help
2: him. Are you sure that's a good idea? What if it just makes it worse? I mean, Alice, he's really worried about you, and it makes me worried that you'll leave us.
3: Thomas, hey, don't, don't think like that. Don't let what Alex is saying get to you. If I ever leave here, I won't go without you.
2: What do you mean?
3: The journey sucks if you're alone. And you're both my friends. But sometimes we have to take risks. Can you find a story for me? Play... First
4: date slash first contact. Ooh, what's in here? Something amazing.
5: It's just a room with a bunch of consoles. Not very amazing.
4: So a hundred years ago, when they first discovered gateway technology, scientists had a great idea to explore space using gates. But of course you need a gate on the other end to go anywhere. So they launched these ships into space aimed at particular planets, pods really, just a cockpit, engine, and a gate. And every day someone would come in, check the ship, refuel, make upgrades if necessary, and leave. And they figured in a few generations time we'd be able to start a colony somewhere.
5: Huh, must've skipped that day in history class.
4: At the time, it was a big deal. But over time, technology got better, and they found faster ways to travel to other planets. These ships became obsolete. They're like a footnote in history books now. Nobody cares. But they're still there, patiently making their way to their destination.
5: And this is where we are. We walked through that gate, and we're in deep space right now. Yep.
4: We're on the first-launched vessel. Actually, model A3-1, also known as the Optimus. It's headed to Alpha Centauri. If all goes well, it should get there in another 20 years. Let me open the shield so you can see outside.
5: Wow, so many stars. Can't see that many anymore. Too much light pollution. Hey, what's that over there? Looks like it's moving.
4: I was getting to that.
5: Like I said, at first these
4: ships were a big deal. Engineers came to check them daily. But as interest waned, maintenance visits went from daily to weekly. Now these days, some intern just checks them once a month just to make sure they're still running. And that's you? Yep.
5: Wow, I have to hand it to you. This is the perfect makeout spot. Starry sky, light years away from the nearest person. Uh, y-
4: yeah. Anyway, I was in here one day sweeping the. I mean, checking the display monitors, and I noticed a signal. It wasn't there before. Looked like the ship had just come in range of something. Another ship? That's what I thought. But what would be traveling that slow? It would have to be a drift or something. I tried to figure out what the transmission was. It's a series of beeps. Listen.
5: Yeah, that's definitely a pattern, not random.
4: And I checked and it doesn't fit any of the codes used in the merchant fleet.
5: Secret military code? Or something
4: more exciting. Like? Aliens.
5: We've colonized over a dozen planets and moons and haven't found anything more intelligent than algae, and you've found a civilization so advanced they have their own interstellar spacecraft. Yeah, how awesome is that? Why am I really here, Peggy?
4: Well, Violet, if we do meet aliens, I thought it would be good to have a language expert
5: here. You can share in the glory of the discovery. You know, When I met you at that party and you said you were looking for a cunning linguist, I thought you had something else in mind.
4: Uh. Anyway, I made some changes to the ship's trajectory to get closer to the signal.
5: Uh, isn't that like bad?
4: I'll get the ship back on course later, not a problem. So now we're close enough to get a visual. Wanna see? (sighs)
5: Sure, why not? Let me just zoom in here. It's definitely moving.
4: Looks like it's writhing. Let me get closer.
5: Oh my God, what are those things?
4: Kinda look like giant beetles. Space beetles. Wow. I gotta make sure this thing is recording. We're gonna get a Nobel
5: prize for this. It's not just them? They're swarming over something. Let you make this thing zoom. Ah, got it.
4: It must be their nest or something.
5: Certainly got a lot of holes. Oh, wait, that,
4: that's a ship. They're,
5: they're eating the ship. Well, I'm guessing those beeps are a distress call then, right?
4: Yeah. Let me see if I can ignite the engines. Get this thing closer.
5: And do what exactly? Fire phasers at it? What do you think you're flying?
4: Well, we have to do something.
5: Yeah, we go and get somebody who has a better idea what to do in this situation. Come on! Um, I think we've been noticed. Holy crap, look at how fast they're going. This is our cue to leave, by the way.
4: I think you're right.
5: Close the gate. It's not working. You've got to be kidding me.
4: Must be something wrong on the other side.
5: I'm not going back in there. Peggy, get back here. Shit, the mechanism's corroded
4: over here. It will close.
5: Nobody ever checks the freaking gate mechanism? Sorry, it was on my list. Why can't we just close it on this side?
4: safety feature so nobody gets trapped floating in deep space that's
5: dumb what happens if there's a breach shield goes up blocking the gate okay let's do that then How? not there an escape hatch or something sure i'm saying how do i do that without dying you know what i think it's moot those things are breaking in there's going to be a vacuum at any moment now get out of there
4: Well, that was close.
5: You can get off me now. I mean, if you want.
4: I don't think it's over yet.
5: How strong is that shield?
4: Apparently not strong enough.
5: We need to leave right now.
4: Twenty meters to the elevator, then down a few floors, through the lobby, and out. Not enough time before other safety features are activated and we're trapped here.
5: You know, a simple gate to the outside on every floor would fix that. Like in every other building?
4: Old building.
5: Ow! Oh, I'm so stupid! No comment. We're surrounded by gates.
4: To other ships. No time to argue. Go, now!
5: Close the gate!
4: I I guess we're safe.
5: For certain definitions of the word. Where are we now?
4: On our way to... Kepler-10b.
5: Kepler-10b? What's that?
4: We call it Planet Tyson now. It's resort planet. Ever been there?
5: No. Though I hear it's lovely this time of year. How far away are we?
4: At current speed... 243 years away
5: So we'll have plenty of time to make Reservations for our corpses Great Any chance of the last meal? What kind of provisions do they have in here? Military rations A power bar
4: Oh, we'll be dead long before we get hungry There's no life support No, (laughs) Why? No need The gates always open And people aren't in here for very long We have maybe an hour's worth of air. There's an EVA suit with a couple of oxygen tanks
5: in that closet. That'll give us a few more hours. So, we've exposed the Earth to alien space beetles, maybe even dooming the planet, and now I'm trapped in a ship in the middle of nowhere with the cutest idiot I've ever met about to suffocate to death. Worst date ever.
4: Yeah. I'm really sorry about this.
5: Can we at least send some kind of distress call someone will pick up in a decade or so? Oh.
4: Better than that.
5: IPRA. I beg your pardon? Interplanetary
4: Racing Association. There's a space track near here. No
5: way! How close? Close
4: enough to pick up our beacon.
5: I guess I should take back what I said about you.
4: Which part, the cute part or the idiot part?
5: Well, after that question, I'm not sure.
4: There. We're broadcasting on the emergency frequency. It shouldn't be long before someone answers. Now we wait and try to think of something to do in the meantime.
5: Oh, I have a few things in mind. Like what? It's a pretty cunning plan. I think you'll like it. <laughs>
3: See what I mean? Just because I want to pursue the unknown doesn't mean that I want to do it alone. And we landed here completely by accident. Like they found the course. It all worked out.
2: But sometimes life doesn't do that at all.
3: Not all the time, you're right. But most of the time.
2: Oh, I just can't help but think everything will backfire or, or spiral out of control.
3: <sighs> you're getting worked up again. You need to think about the likelihood of that happening. In fact, I want you to listen to the story and tell me honestly. Does this seem likely to you? Play Month in Review.
5: Greetings, Mrs. Laramie. It is good to see you again. Been quite the month without you.
1: Quite the month. Yes, Chloe, I can see. Do you know where Tim is He was supposed to be in charge of this facility while I was away, and we clearly have a few things to discuss. Good
5: morning, Mrs. Laramie.
1: Good morning.
5: Here we are. I reserved the meeting room for you two. Tim is already
1: inside.
6: Good morning, ma'am. I hope your trip... Tim,
1: how long have you worked at this development and research laboratory?
6: About four years, ma'am. With you serving as an excellent example.
1: You were left a perfectly functional work environment while I took some time off. I'm not exactly pleased with what I'm seeing right now.
6: It being my first time in charge, I think it actually went pretty well. But I can satisfactorily explain, I swear.
1: Let's hope so, Tim.
6: All right, so the first day went smoothly, but we were running low on soda in the break room.
1: I just walked past Clooney. I know,
6: I know. We'll we'll get to that. And what about- I promise. All will be explained and make perfect sense. Quite inevitable, really. Just a stroke of bad luck or two while you were away. Uh Uh-huh. So... The day you left, we discovered that we ran out of everyone's favorite soda in the break room.
1: The tart Tangerine Tonics?
6: Correct. That was the root of the problem. Simple enough to solve, of course. I just went to finance and ordered some stacks of sodas.
1: You requested a rapid refreshment reorder of the tart Tangerine Tonics? Right.
6: And all went according to plan. Mostly.
1: Does that have to do with the fires?
6: Let's not jump ahead, or it won't make any sense. The next day the order arrived, but there'd been a miscalculation... I'd ordered a few too many, but only by a magnitude of three or four.
1: Did you refuse the tart tonics and send them back to the cellar?
6: At the time, it wasn't my biggest concern, honestly. See, we'd spent the entire operational budget on the soda. There wasn't enough left in the accounts to pay everyone. So the workers wrathfully walked.
1: Everyone quit!
6: Everyone but Clooney.
1: I think I managed to solve a piece of this puzzle. After the workers wrathfully walked because you requested a ridiculous refreshment reorder of tart tangerine tonics, you cloned Chloe Clooney. You called? No, we're all set. I'll just be outside if you need anything.
6: Anyway, once we did that, we'd solved all our problems. All of them? For a few days, anyway. Except that Clooney happens to be our messiest worker.
1: A cubicle always did have an overflowing trash bin.
6: We quickly built up many loads of loathsome litter. It was pretty rank in here.
1: And then?
6: Credit where credit is due. The solution was from one of the Chloe Clooney clones.
1: You called? No, we're all set. We'll just be Be outside outside if you need need anything. anything.
6: We used the disused dimensional door. It had been inactive for so long, I'd totally forgotten we even had it. Once it was reactivated, the solution was simple. We tidily tossed in the trash.
1: You launched loads of loathsome litter into the disused dimensional door to solve the problem of having crap loads of clone Chloe Clunies. Did you? No, I'm not calling for you which was to solve that workers wrathfully walked from a ridiculous refreshment coyota of the tart tangerine tonics. Do I have this right?
6: It all sounds a little absurd when you put it like that.
1: It really does, doesn't it? What is that? That's not one of our authorized alarms. I had to install some
6: additional alarm protocols while you were away. See, the loads of loathsome litter landed in a populated dimension. They took it as an attack of sorts and (laughs) retaliated. Then what is the alarm for? It's a many monstrous mutants have arrived through the disused dimensional door alarm. Did you just say many monstrous mutants? That's the many monstrous mutants have disabled the many monstrous mutants have arrived through the disused dimensional door alarm alarm.
1: You have got to be... got to be kidding. And what is that one for?
6: The armory's been breached.
1: We don't have an armory.
6: We needed to install one, what with the many... Just stop. But I'm not done explaining everything.
1: Does it really matter at this point?
6: You wanted to know about the fires, right?
1: Fine. Tell me about the fires you don't seem to be putting out in the halls which I'd like to point out, are not activating the fire alarms of all things.
6: I'll come out and admit this was not my best idea of the month. But with the invasion of the indignant interlopers, we needed a way to push them back. Well, turns out they hate fire, so we cooked something up in the metamaterials lab.
1: Why didn't you just light torches?
6: Hindsight is twenty-twenty.
1: Fine. Okay. You made fires in a high-tech lab instead of just doing it like normal people have for hundreds of thousands of years. Why are you not putting them out? That'd be murder. Murder? They are intelligent,
6: informed infernos. What better way to fight back against the invaders than with ascension blaze?
1: So that's it? For the whole month? Just about, yeah. You ran out of tart tangerine tonics, made a ridiculous refreshment reorder, which caused the workers to wrathfully walk. So you cloned Chloe Clooney, (laughs) who made loads of loathsome litter, which you disposed into the disused dimensional door, angering many monstrous mutants, who you kept at bay utilizing intelligent, informed infernos.
6: I'll admit that I... Could have reached out more for advice. I just wanted to impress you, I guess.
1: Tim, you're going to have to clean out your desk. I don't think I can keep you on after letting employees exit. Attracting alien attack. Overwhelming the office with fire. And losing all the cash in our accounts. Oh. Actually, we're in the black, ma'am. How can we turn a profit in all this?
6: Well, since we have cornered the supply of tart tangerine tonics, we are reselling them at a profit. All the Cloonies count as a single employee, and tax allocations have been slashed. No longer paying to remove refuse and treat toxics have been a huge boost. The many monstrous mutants bring with them unique and unusual accessories for sale, and the intelligent and informed Infernos have been surprisingly good salespeople. I mean, how else could we have afforded an armory?
1: You know what, Tim? I've still got a lot of vacation time built up from the past ten years. You seem to have it all in hand. I'll just go on that cruise I've been thinking about. Keep up the good work, I guess.
6: Yes, ma'am.
2: Alice, what are you talking about? Alex is an organic version of me, and that's totally likely. There could be many murderous mutants as we speak.
3: (laughs) Come on, Thomas. It's not at all the same thing. That was a farce. You're letting yourself get worked up over nothing. I'm sure when Alex and Zerosh work through whatever's going on with him, you're going to see that we can relax, okay?
2: Oh, I want to agree with you, Alice, but I'm just not sure.
3: Look, we can't stay here. Not forever. But we have to figure out what's going on with Alex. I'm sure it's manageable. I mean, at least it, it, it needs to be if I ever plan on getting out of here. Seeing what else is out there.
2: Yes, but what's out there could deactivate us.
3: Or it could be amazing. It could be the one place I think all of us would love to see. This is why I want Alex to learn how to cope with his emotions. You both deserve to see this place. We all do. Is that? Earth. I think I found it.
1: Featuring the voice talents of... Catherine Pride as Alice and Dan Foster as Thomas. In First Date, First Contact, Cindy Woods was Peggy. Caitlin Clyman was Violet. The story was written by V.C. Morrison. In Month in Review, Megan Taylor was Clooney. Laramie was Julia Eve. And Tim was Adam Blanford. The story was written by James Rossi. This episode was directed by V.C. Morrison, an assistant directed by Samantha Reed. The rapper script and story were written by Catherine Pride, and the shorts and rapper were edited by Jeffrey Bridges. Music featured in this episode include the following: "Twisting," "Thinking Music," and "Umbrella Pants" by Kevin MacLeod. Additional music and seminar theme. Were written by VC Morrison. Produced by Pendant Productions. Seminar. Co created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. This production is copyright 2018 Pendant Productions.
5: For more information, visit pendantaudio.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Next, on an all new seminar, war is good for business and business is good.
6: Alright, so this sucker can fire up to 650 spells per minute. Capable of accepting a variety of spellbound wands, the barrel and triggering system are kept cool with a
2: rune configuration Written on the outside of the barrel.
0: In financial news, shares of defense contractor Strategic Solutions climbed to $423.52 at the closing bell, a clear sign of market confidence in the acquisition of competitor Corwin Aerospace. But do the benefits of selling weapons of war outweigh the risks? I
6: can't believe that son of a bitch has me over
1: a barrel spying on me like that. <laughs>
0: Amazing what a foreign-sounding name, some illicit meetings, and a few leaked out-of-context emails can do. Or the consequences. Can you blame a weapon? If a gun kills, does it
2: share the blame? Those bombs destroyed my hamlet,
0: burned my monastery, killed my order.
5: It's... It was war.
0: Enter the battlefield of weaponry commerce with stories written by Adam J. Blanford and James Rossi. In the next seminar, coming April 24, 2019, only at PendantAudio.com.